Andrew, call the police and have them call off the search. Turns out Peter was just in the pod cave this entire time. <laughs> what? What? It's musty in here. <laughs> I'm Adam Ennis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Daily jazz advice coming at you. Coming at you. Uh, Pete, you're back. We're back. I'm out. My name's Peter, by the way. Yeah, Adam. Nice hey, good, good to meet you. You know what's weird, man, is you know for our You'll Hear It listeners and watchers, yeah. you were only gone for two days. <laughs> right, I know. But because we front-loaded all of these episodes. Shh, don't tell them about that. <laughs> you were gone for like... You were gone for quite a while. You were gone for like three weeks. Three weeks, exactly three weeks. But I think that um, this is the most we've ever recorded uh, in... in um, Front loading, right? Yeah, we've we never hit, done it like that. Yeah, April, we were like crazy recording. You'll hear it episodes. Yeah. If they seem rushed, and they do. <laughs> well, that one, we actually, I was like, hurry up, hurry up. I got somewhere to go. I got a plane to catch. We were doing like six, seven a day for a yeah. while. Yeah, it was crazy. Well, it was fun because on on this trip, I was kind of moving all around and and it was really great. I was just telling you about some of the you'll hear it fans that I got to to meet out in the wild. Yeah. Out in the bush, as we say, and uh, they were asking about. They were like, "Wait, how how did you do today's episode? And you're this morning, and you're in Amsterdam <laughs> for a gig tonight." I was like, "Hey, we're pretty serious, man. Every day, back and forth." But and no, did, in fact, that's not how we did it. They didn't <laughs> notice that you were wearing the same shirt every day for two weeks. <laughs> I know that's funny. Yeah, there's little context clues that you can see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I thought today maybe we could just uh, catch up. We haven't talked about jazz. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Are you available later to hang and catch up? Oh, you mean now? Right, right now. Right, right. No, this will be our hang in our kitchen. Yeah, because you're about to go again for a few days. Yeah, just for a couple of days. Yeah, so. yeah. But yeah, I'll, I'll I'll make it here for all these. So how you been, man? Good. I've been good. How about you? I'm all right. Man, I'm just see. I was just watching your uh, chromatic enclosure uh, episode from a couple of days ago. That was that was nice. Back over at the piano. Yeah. And um, people I, like the enclosures. I know. Yeah, I, I need to review that. I always forget. I'm using them all the time, but my concept on it is is a little funny. Our friend of the show, Tony, commented, "Just playing middle C is an enclosure," <laughs> and I have no idea what the hell that means. I know. Yeah, it's the beginning of something to enclose. Maybe I that's what he meant. Yeah. Uh, so what's been happening here while I've been gone? Man, I've heard so some exciting things. Uh, last week we recorded. Well, we we had recorded in January the the beginning of this new course from Open Studio. Uh, boom, boom! Big shout right out there, our lead studio. sponsor. Uh, called Jazz Piano Jumpstart, which is going to be like a seven-week course for for really for beginners of jazz piano. Yeah. Uh, which was exciting, but then Andrew and I kind of had the brilliant idea of... Um, we recorded last week 28 guided um, piano practice sessions, almost like like where I sat down at the piano and, and coach you through a fifth... Not you personally, because you're yeah. fine, but coach you through like a 15-minute practice session i think it's gonna be cool nice yeah, and that's yeah. and that's with play-alongs too it's got play-alongs yeah, yeah yeah totally so i'm sitting there with the computer and be like okay well let's let's use our c blues play along and practice you know these scales here or whatever uh and then a lot of like chromatic scale practice ticking up the metronome as the weeks go by i think nice. it's going to be a game changer i think it's great yeah, i think yeah. it's great because uh we're always talking about you know kind of the parts of the practice routine that we can um make a little bit more regimented yeah and i think that what you did 
you know, in, in kind of picking out those areas that it works better for will really help folks. Because I know a lot of times people are like practicing, they're like, well, I want to be creative. I want to work on my improv. I want to do this. And it becomes right, this right. big mystery of like, when do you get very focused and say, we're going to do it like this with the metronome on this scale? And when do you be more creative? And I think what we can give people is some of those more regimented areas, take care of some of the, the hard work there. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. You know, we get asked a lot about practice routines, you know, not just on the You'll Hear podcast, but on our open studio courses too, about what should I practice or whatever. I think these like guys, Guided practice sessions. It was almost like a cross between like a guided meditation and a and a, like aerobics video nice. <laughs> from the wow. radio. Because yeah. I'm like, don't forget to breathe. Right. <laughs> did you put on your Jane Fonda leotard? I, I, I did. Hope. I was wearing spandex <laughs> the whole time. Uh, but keep keep an eye out for that for you non pianist or beginner pianist for jazz piano jumpstart. And then you know, uh, super secret uh, teaser here. There yeah. might be. We've been talking about throwing around the idea of like a a jazz piano technique boot camp where we That's could right. do these guided practice sessions. I, I want to do it. And we're going to, we're not going to be friends. It's not going to be friendly out of it, Peter. We're going to be like, we're going to be dogmatic. Yeah, we're going to get you into shape. You know what Get was, back on my piano now, <laughs> you know what soldier. Was, what was cool though for me doing the, doing 28 practice sessions in about four days time yeah. is like, Man, I got really my my technique was like <laughs> killing all weekend. Like, Adam, all, get every, back on the piano yourself. Yeah, everybody on my gigs was like, "What's going on with you? You like yeah. uh, super strong today." I was like, yeah. "I don't know, it has chromatic skills for a week straight." Man, practice know? works. It's such a no, like it's weird. I, I, I love it. Like whenever I forget what's the, what to teach and just say just practice, it really works. And I think you know the 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 theory of. Um, like just practice anything in a way yeah. like like we're talking about like and this guided stuff is going to be great because this I think will help folks get there's always that barrier of like well what should I practice and that's why we get these questions what should I be doing how long should I be doing this what kind of piano all these things and there's there's always that what do they call it per, uh, analysis paralysis totally you know it's so easy to fall into that decision and fatigue decision and we forget like once you've been doing this for a long time it almost it, it like I never have a trouble thinking of what to pray it's, it's yeah. just like I just need more time I know <laughs> I just need more time I got plenty I need but practicing. I totally understand it like because for me like you know I'm starting this thing of, of, of thinking about training for a marathon mm -hmm. and I'm spending all this time like what's the best you know what's the best program should I do 16 weeks or two and then I'm at a certain point it's like uh just get out and run yeah just run and then up miles. your mileage exactly you know? right. yeah, and I mean yeah. not to say that like these plans are great and you can get into those but the main thing is like when you're a beginner or intermediate even I mean the main thing is just be at that instrument totally spending that time I mean the whole like practicing the perfect thing that's for later you'll get to that totally but I think this is really cool that, that you're gonna be able to give them some of those perfect things from the beginning without people having to think about it yeah and just and hopefully provide some motivation and some reminders of what you should be doing or, or looking like or sounding like or thinking as this is going on I think it's gonna be cool nice. so nice. what about you man you were gone for three weeks where'd you go yeah so um, See if I can remember this in order. We uh, did. I did a tour in Europe for for actually most of those three weeks with Diane Reeves and her band. And it was really fun, and we were like moving around a lot. Went to Amsterdam, a couple gigs in France, outside of Paris, uh, Switzerland, mm. Zurich. Um, we went up Austria, up in the Alps to Imst. I-M-S-T, a, a city with a missing vowel, I would say. <laughs> uh, beautiful, though. Oh, beautiful, beautiful oh, area Oh, man, that's there. great. And, uh, you know, it's always fun to go to these places that you think, why are we here doing a jazz concert? And then people come in and, like, know all your music and yeah, are super yeah. hyped up, which is fun. That's very cool. Um, and then... Uh, I saw one day where you were, like, in Europe one day and then in Portland the next day. Yeah. And then, like, back to Europe in a few days' time, right? Yeah, I left the tour to go do this the gig in Portland at the Northwest Jazz Festival. Big shout out 
to um, all the great folks there. Northwest Jazz Festival at Mount Hood uh, Community College. Nice. They have a wonderful jazz program there. We had such a fun day. And, you know, I told them a, a, a while ago I would do this, and I didn't want to miss it. And I'm so glad, even with all the travel stuff, it really was so worthwhile. The kids were great. A lot of great high school bands. Big shout out to Dan, the, the band director there and head of the program. Yeah. Um, and I played with the Mount Hood um, Jazz Band, Mount Hood Community College Jazz Band. Um, really good band. I just sort of jumped in on some some stuff that I was ill prepared for, but they helped me <laughs> along and played on the concert. That was fun. Um, then did a couple tunes trio with uh, their faculty members, which was great. And yeah, it was it was a really fun day. Nice. A bunch of you'll hear it, listeners there. That was fun. Oh yeah, yeah, in the nice. Portland area there. That Very was cool. Nice. Yep. Nice. I did. A, I had some cool gigs just in town. Like we did a, a trio with Montez Coleman and Bob Debu. Yep. Uh, we were joined by our friend Brian Owens, mm-hmm. who we've both recorded with, yeah. uh, and did some music with Stevie Wonder at Jazz St. Louis here. Nice. Which was some big shows for us. Yeah. And then got to play with the St. Louis Symphony last week. On, oh, hello. On a, did uh, you just drop that symphony name I on the did. floor there? Yeah, yeah. No, we did a, a really cool show that was um, produced by Jazz at Lincoln Center called the Orchestra Swings, which I always thought was an oxymoron. Right. But they made it happen somehow. <laughs> you didn't walk into the, to the rehearsal calling people morons, did I, you? I did not. Or, or questioning their swinging ability right now was that what, what was the music provided from jazz and lincoln Center, yeah, yeah, or yeah. Was the format and everything the whole the whole show was written like all the dialogue like oh. I, I didn't have a lot of playing i was mostly speaking and it was to kids so it kind of introduces kids to the concepts of swing and improvisation and what's the difference and and the orchestra plays you know some dvorak and and that's how they swing and actually okay. it was super killing you know the st louis symphony is like yeah. fabulous yeah, yeah and so uh this great conductor from kansas city jason sieber came in and okay. just killed it and it was really fun nice yeah. and then what was the instrumentation was a trio yeah, plus so the orchestra the same same trio my trio and then we had a, a whole horn section of jazz musicians um wayne coniglio brady lewis on trumpet mm. joel vander hyden on saxophone aaron Bodie sang okay uh and then we had a a, a director maria ellis that was kind of the the host it was super fun man and it nice. was a well-written show jazz and lincoln center you know maybe people don't know like they see the live streams on facebook or whatever but yeah man i do just here in our little midwestern jazz community i do so much stuff that's been written by jazz at lincoln center and then sent out to the world and yep. luckily jazz st louis picks all this stuff up and we go into schools and do all this great stuff like really educating kids about jazz in a in a way that's entertaining you know it's, yeah all it, the way from the Weebop program yeah. all the way up man there's nothing young. better than hearing a room full of kindergartens scream out you know louis armstrong <laughs> they all know who he is it's killing yeah yeah no, I think Jazz Lincoln Center, I think, I don't know if it's in their official mission statement, from the cradle to the grave, they're going to have something for everybody. You know? It's good. It's good someone's doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, uh, speaking of Jazz Lincoln Center, the, the last gig I did on this tour was um, the St. Lucia, not St. Louis, I almost made that mistake, St. Lucia jazz festival uh, i bet that was a rough one that was a rough one it was a rough <laughs> one getting down there that place is far man yeah it's almost to south america yeah, right it's, it's like you know just a, a stone's throw from caracas Oof. well it'd have to be a really good venezuelan pitcher to throw that stone <laughs> but you know uh but no i've been down there a few times and there's actually a for being such a small island it's uh got a pretty rich jazz com- community and some good players are from there that i know um, but they've had this festival for years, but they kind of rebranded it this year with the jazz at Lincoln Center and, you know, kind of part of this ongoing, you know, education and performance behemoth that they've become. Yeah. Uh, they are 
we're associated with sort of some of the programming. So it's changed a little bit from previous years where it was more of a smooth jazz festival and going back to its roots years ago where when it was really a um, straight ahead and kind of island jazz and some a lot of cool kind nice. of different things. Good for them. Yeah. So, but I mean, it was big. I mean, they had a bunch of, I mean, I actually ended up playing with two groups. I played with Christian McBride and Inside Straight and with Diane Reeves and um, Lettucey. She sang some stuff with us with Christian's group. Um, they had Gregory Porter there. Nice. I just caught the last two days that, or last day actually, that was there. Uh, but there was a bunch of good groups, and uh, it was nice to see that festival kind of with some um, infusion of uh, different kind of players and stuff. And you accuse me of name dropping. I know exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to think. There was, I mean, it was a lot. They had the New Orleans Jazz Orchestra, which is under the direction of Adonis Rose now. Oh, right I didn't even get a chance to see them. They were kind of leaving as as we were coming. Marcus Baylor. There was actually a lot of St. Louis oh, right um, representation. Marcus Baylor. The Baylor Project. The Baylor Project it's was there in man. effect. Uh, the only thing I wasn't crazy about this festival, but I think I don't know. It's from a musician standpoint, it's always it's, you know the, the festivals are for the people. We always forget. Like we think, yeah. make it about us. Where's my catering? Where's yeah. my you know shuttle? But the Everything was so spread out, it didn't quite have that community feeling among the musicians of this is where it is. I also missed the whole first, not that I didn't miss it, I just, the gigs I was doing was, were the last day. Right. So, um, but it was a little bit spread out, so you didn't get a chance to see a lot of different things, things that I would have wanted to see. I did get a jazz police escort. I don't know if you heard about that. <laughs> There's a jazz police escort? There is. It was actually officially just a police escort. Was it just Warren Wolf? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, no, he's the jazz police, like, enforcer, you know. Yeah. He was on the gig, though. That's what I'm saying. No, so they... Uh, uh, when I took both these gigs, I was like, the last time I played St. Lucia Jazz Festival, it was one stage, you know, all the different groups play. And Christian McBride had asked me about doing the gig, you know, a long time ago. And then Diane Reeves, people asked me. And I was like, cool. I was like, well, well. And then they were even originally going to do something together. So I was like, easy, I'll be there. And uh, I didn't know they had the multiple stage thing. So when I saw that, I said, look, I can only do these if they're different. Oh, then they were like, don't worry, they're going to either be different days or hours apart, no problem. It turns out they were scheduled right almost exactly the same time. So, like, Diane's gig was at 8 o'clock on one stage, and then Christian's gig was at 10. But as do things sometimes happen at festivals and in the islands, things got pushed back a little. We didn't start till like nine o'clock with Diane, and then it was like a fifteen-minute drive to the other. So yeah. like, don't worry, we're gonna have a car ready for you as soon as you're finished. It's gonna take you over there. But it's Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know these little islands. The traffic is bad because it's like just There's one road that yeah, goes on exactly, the outside. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I got out there, and they had like the St. Lucia Federal Police. Um, like giving me you an escort. A, oh, oh, I thought you were kidding, man. That's great. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. I'm like sinking down in my seat because people are, I mean, there's not a lot happening. Out of the way, jazz pianist here. Everybody, jazz pianist on his way to a gig. That's right. Enclosures about to be played on the other side of the island. And um, so we sort of, um, you know, and then, you know, there's not a lot of crime there and a lot, not a lot actually goes down. So when there's police sirens, people move over. Nice. So I felt bad. People are like, you know, scooting over. Get out of the way. Yeah. Well, man, glad to have you back. Yeah, good to be here, man. I missed the podcast. I mean, I was enjoying a little bit on the road because at the beginning of this trip was actually the the ladies uh, broadcast. That's right. And yeah, there was yeah. so much like, we want them more. And, you know, yeah. and then I kept getting messages from Kelly. Yeah, we're going to spin off and do our own podcast. They were way better than us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They haven't quite done so good with the everyday part. They hit two days and then they're like, we're out. Well, that's the thing, right? Anybody can have just a one <laughs> off good podcast episode but do hundreds of these oh, bad ones every in a row. <laughs> terrible that's not ones. so easy yeah come back from that that's right yeah. well so tomorrow we'll uh we'll be back on we'll, maybe we'll hit some speed pipes tomorrow let's do it speak pipes. we have a ton we have a ton on back order speak pipes cool well till then you'll hear it